This just in, the app that many are calling the Twitter killer has just been launched. Is it a waste of time or could it be the biggest opportunity for digital missionaries since the launch of TikTok? This is the Digital Missions Podcast. Yo, welcome to the Digital Missions Podcast, where our goal is to equip pastors like you with the skills needed to reach your first million people with the gospel. I'm your host, Justin Q, and today's a bit of a different take on the podcast. If you've been following the show for any length of time, then you know the drill. We find a digital missionary that's out there kicking butt in the world of online missions. We listen to their story and then hopefully mine their experience for gems of inspiration and insightful strategy that empowers us to a greater online mission effectiveness. That's what we normally do but today's going to be a little bit different. Every once in a while, we break the fourth wall and talk to you directly, and that's what we wanna do today. Because the news is hot off the press, and it landed a few hours ago, if you haven't seen it, that uh, Meta, the company that is in charge of the apps Facebook and Instagram, as well as a few others, they have just launched a brand new app called Threads, and many are calling it a Twitter killer. So this just might be one of the most important updates to social media in the last few years. And so in this episode, we want to talk about, should you even get started? Is it worth putting your time, energy, your mental bandwidth towards this brand new app called Threads? What are, if any, the major advantages to this platform compared to any other medium? I'll be sharing with you guys the way that I'm going to be using it, at least on day one before any of the data is in, before any of the gurus figure out exactly what to do, just how I'm going to get started with the platform. And then most importantly, perhaps, how even if this app fails, why it still might be worth creating content on if you do this one thing. And so definitely stick around to know what that one thing is. So it's, it's an interesting story. The interesting background of Meta just going for the jugular for Twitter. Now, this is a commentary on something else that's happening. If you guys know, there's a really interesting kind of rivalry that's emerging and blossoming between the two owners of these companies. Elon Musk of Twitter and, of course, Zuckerberg of Meta have, it seems like, a bit of beef together. In fact, it is being aired online that it looks like the two of them are literally gonna fight in a ring. I'm not talking hyperbole. We're talking about a literal physical confrontation where Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg enter into a fighting cage match together. Two billionaires are gonna punch each other in the face for the entertainment of the masses. And now it seems like there's a, an online, a digital version of this same beef. Here's a bit of the context. Many of you guys know that Elon Musk, yes, the same Elon Musk that launched flamethrowers and is sending cars to outer space and inventing things like the, the perhaps one of the best electric vehicles that are out there. He also recently has taken over a, a very popular app called Twitter. Uh, it's a text-based app. It's very uh, used a lot by popular figures, entertainment industries. We're talking about people in politics. It's a lot of like up-to-date news information in many senses. He's taken over Twitter and that's upset quite a lot of people. A lot of people say, hey, Elon is great, but depending on your political persuasion, let's just say, you might be in the exact opposite camp. And this episode is not meant to be a commentary on whether that's a good or a bad thing, just to say that people have divided opinions about now Elon Musk and now, by extension, Twitter. And the interesting thing is that whenever there's this division of how people feel about a subject, this is where there's an opportunity for someone to step in and to reclaim some of the real estate 
of this, this industry, of this niche. And it seems like Meta is throwing their hat in the ring. They are noticing that people are upset about Twitter and saying, you know what? We want to get started in this industry. We have Facebook, obviously. We have video platforms like Instagram. And now the way that they're describing their kind of approach to threads, which again is the Twitter alternative. You can download it right now today at the time of this upload. Threads on Apple's, the App Store. It says Threads, an Instagram app. And it's billing itself as Instagram's text-based conversation app. And it sounds like the goal of this platform is to provide a space for deeper, more nuanced conversations, which I think for those of us in the faith space is a great thing. Who doesn't uh, recognize the limitations of short-form content and wish there was a space for more nuance? This is perhaps one of the major advantages of this platform. But as far as the question of should we get started, I think the answer really just depends on how you envision the future to be. The simple thing is this, not every single social media app in the world survives. Google, for example, a number of years ago, released their own social media app. Some of us may not even remember the name. The truth is I'm not saying the name because I literally forgot what it was called. I want to say, this is just me venturing a guess. Someone will correct me, I'm sure, in the comments or whatever the case is. I think it was called Google Circles. It might have been that, but the idea was that Google would now have a social media platform that would accompany something like YouTube. Well, uh, newsflash, you don't know the name because the app died. It was a massive failure. So even massive companies like Google can sometimes step up to the plate and strike out in an embarrassing fashion. And it's because of this reality, that some of us ask the question, is it worth starting a platform that's brand new? And so, yes, on one hand, there's a lot of risk. God forbid, if the platform fails, then you've wasted all that time, energy, and attention, unless you do the thing that I'm going to talk about at the very end of this podcast. So stick around. But on the flip side, this is one of the best opportunities that you could possibly ever hope for. Think about it from this perspective. TikTok has been around for a while. Uh, it's been one of the major players for the last couple of years, but it existed in its infancy a long time ago. Uh, this was an app that many people had their kind of question mark, their asterisk assigned to it in the same way that Threads would have right now. And people were not sure if the app would be successful. But some people decided to be the early adopters on TikTok when it was not even called TikTok at the time. They started to grow platforms. They started to build an audience to become thought leaders in their own right. And the result, the payoff of them trusting the platform in its infancy was that the platform rewarded them with increased reach, with an, a, a fast growing audience, because when a new platform is launched, the number of competitors on the platform are at an all time low. If you are the only person talking about underwater basket weaving on the brand new platform, then you're just going to own the entire market. And so by starting TikTok early, you had the advantage and could grow an audience faster than we've ever seen before. And it is possible that if Threads works, this is going to be the exact same thing. This is one of those principles when it comes to social media marketing and ministry and social media for business. One of these principles is simply this. Whenever there's a new feature, on an app, say for example, they just released Reels or think back down to YouTube, just releasing live streams or fill in the blank. When, when stories just came out, whatever the new feature is, by being an early adopter to the feature, the app is, is incentivized to reward you accordingly because they want to make sure it feels like the new feature is working. They give every new creator increased reach to incentivize them to continue coming back and contributing to this new medium. So that is to say that if you get started on Threads today, you could potentially have a massive opportunity to growing an audience compared to something like Twitter.
said differently. If you had the choice between starting a Twitter today or a Threads today, you should probably get started with Threads. And by the way, I don't even know if I'm referring to Threads in the right way. Are we supposed to refer to it as how Twitter, you, you don't call the, the content that you create Twitters, you call it tweets. I, I don't know what it's going to be for Threads. I, it seems like the lexicon, the vernacular is going to be developing over the next little while. So depending on when you listen to this episode, you'll know how fresh and hot off the press this news is. But the point of it is this, is that by getting started today, you might actually be able to ride the wave up in growth and impact and reach in a way that you could have never done on something like YouTube or Instagram or TikTok now or any other social media app. So the question of should you get started really just comes down to do you think that Meta is going to be able to navigate this new entity effectively? Do you think that people are going to see it as valuable? Are, are, is it going to serve the market in some meaningful sense that there's enough of a critical mass where people show up to this platform in force and therefore you're rewarded for the way that you're able to leverage this attention? Now, all that's in orbit. Obviously, you have to make your own call. For me, I'm getting started today and this is something that I'm going to be doing for the next little while. I'm going to give it a couple of months just to test the waters and see what's going on. And in order for me to do that, I want to make sure that I'm creating content in a way that leverages the strength of the platform and makes it so that I don't have to do that much additional work. So here's the context of it. I have already been a text contributor in the world of content creation in a way that many people may not think about it in this way. In fact, very likely, lots of you guys who have been uh, listening to this podcast, certainly if you've taken our free 30-part masterclass, the MTPs A Million Views Masterclass, uh, you'll know that I... I actually actively instruct students to not just make vertical videos, but also to do this thing called creating carousels, which is written form content deployed over, let's call it 10 slides on Instagram. You've seen that before. It's like a slideshow type of a thing. This is where Instagram has a massive advantage. And this is why written content is absolutely fantastic. Here's my little anecdote. And the reason why I'm excited for threads is because when I was just doing video content alone, I was very interested, sure, in the reach, in the views, in the vanity metrics, like likes and follows and all that kind of stuff. But more importantly than that, the reason why I do it is because I have a goal. And my goal is to take that attention and move people to the next platform. My goal really is to leverage social media to bring people into an ecosystem where I can actually disciple them, give them Bible studies, in incorporate them into my community, get them plugged into things like internet church. And so as a result, I've been creating video content for quite some time. And when I was only doing video content, uh, all things being equal, I was averaging something like two, I don't know, maybe three Bible study interests every single day, which when you compare that to the average amount of people that, that a pastor gets to introduce into their world every week, it, it's, it's a massive upscale than the IRL version of ministry for most pastors. To find someone who's interested in joining your Bible study group or your small group is a very difficult thing to do nowadays, it would seem. So th this was great. Creating short form videos allows me to reach people people on a deeper level, not just broad and shallow, but also bringing people into the ecosystem, which allows me to reach them on a deep level. However, when I took the exact same content and deployed it on a written format, I now have the opportunity to literally 10x my reach. Like literally the week that I started uploading the exact same content in carousel format, that is to say written format, I was getting on an average daily basis, 20 to 30 people signing up for Bible studies every single day. Hundreds of people signing up for Bible studies. And it was the exact same content. The only difference was now, instead of a video format, it was written format. 
And so there seems to be a massive advantage about written content. Written content allows you to express your nuance and your expertise a little bit more. Written content doesn't require any gear. It doesn't require any setup of cameras and tripods and microphones and lights. It, written content can be at a very deep level. It could also be stream of consciousness. So there's a very low risk with what you're putting out. And it still has the potential to go viral, which is to say that there is a massive upside to leveraging written content. So when Instagram says, or when Meta says, hey, you can keep your same profile name. You can still leverage all the kind of community that you've invested in on Facebook and Instagram. And now get all the upside of contributing to a brand new thing. I'll just say it's really exciting for me to see what could possibly happen. So my strategy moving forward on Instagram is more or less to do this, to repurpose my sermons, to repurpose my Bible studies, heck, to repurpose my social media content, my existing carousels. I think that this is actually the easiest way to do it. You can repurpose all those different things and then create unique written content. But for me, I think I'm literally going to take my slideshows, my carousels, and just adapt them for this new platform. I'm going to think about a good hook, and then I'm going to just simply give more space and exploration for the conversation to take place. And I'm going to see, does this work? Now, obviously, a couple of weeks from now, a couple months from now, we'll get to test and retest. We'll get to see what's working. What is the meta, as it were? If you're a gamer nerd, you understand the language. What are the best practices? And we'll find those things out as we move forward. But that's just how I'm going to get started today. So last thing I want to say, and we're talking about if threads fails, why it still could be worth doing so. And it's this simple step. Don't just create content for the sake of creating content. That's true of any platform, but certainly true of threads right now. Is there a way to, without coming across as a creepy spammer or just someone who's only interested in their own agenda, is there a way to still invite people to those next steps with you through an organic kind of approach to content creation. That is to say, can you invite people to your next steps? Next steps could be Bible studies. It could be considering your podcast. It could be joining your email newsletter. It could be something like one-on-one -on -one sessions where you can do counseling and coaching. It could be a, a number of different things, whatever those next steps are. Is there a way to take that attention and energy and just all this momentum away from this platform and to add it to an asset that you own? text messaging, newsletter, fill in the blank, whatever that thing is. If you can successfully do this, and it even leads to X number more Bible studies or more people joining your local church, the time is absolutely worth it, even if threads fails. This is actually the fundamental approach to every single social media uh, ministry. Uh, as digital missionaries, we understand the writing's on the wall for pretty much every single platform. There is a very strong likelihood that 10 years from now, the major platforms are no longer the major platforms. There's a very real sense in which the platforms that we're building today are gone tomorrow. But what won't be gone is the impact that you're able to have on a person's life. And especially if you're intentional on these next steps, the impact that it can have for the kingdom. Because I'll tell you what, not too long ago, I had someone show up to my local church here in Hawaii who moved all the way from Florida because she got a job. And of course, because of the content that we've been creating on various social media platforms, she just decided, of course, it would make sense moving to a new place. And I've been following these guys online for a while. I'm going to join their church. It happens all the time. I've had dozens of people over the last couple of years 
uh, showing up and telling me, hey, you know, we're here today in some meaningful sense, in some meaningful way because of the social media content that you put out. Just recently, I got a message about someone all the way on a little tiny island out on, uh, where was it? Was it Bermuda? Something like that. One of those smaller islands. Forgive me. I, I should have the details off that uh, offhand. But basically saying, hey, listen, this morning, I went and got baptized because of the content that you put out. Those are messages that I get all the time. So even if this platform will eventually give up the ghost, even if Thread's lifespan is limited, the impact that you will have on the kingdom, the impact that you will have on individual lives by leaning in will not wear off in a very real sense. Perhaps through one thread, you may change the population of heaven. So all that to say, I'm excited to see what comes of this platform. I'm excited to see what happens with all this, just the potential energy and just all the, this just the increased traffic to this new thing. And I'm excited to see the way that you and I can use it for the, the kingdom of God, for the gospel's sake. So all that to say, really curious to hear from you guys at me on threads. Yeah, again, you can use your existing Instagram handle. And so my handle on thread is jku. And if you want to share your thoughts with me, I'll be sharing more good content over there, gospel content over there. But if you want to engage on really the value and the purpose of this type of platform, if you want to experiment with me, join me on Threads. Link in the description of this show. Really excited to hear from you guys. Appreciate you all. And next week, we'll be back with our normally scheduled broadcast, stories and strategies from the world's best digital missionaries. Until then, my name is Justin Koo, and this is the Digital Missions Podcast.